Okay, so let me read this to you. How are you to interpret the events in your life so that they may bring you joy? You are to interpret them truly and not with confusion. Confusion, confusion says that the events in your life are Lord over you. Confusion says the events in your life may bring you joy or sorrow or pain or peace or fear or safety or danger or frustration or any number of feelings, thoughts, and reactions. But always confusion says the events are Lord and you are subject in all circumstances to react accordingly to your Lord. The true interpretation comes from who you are. You are not subject to a Lord who rules over you. You are Lord of your own subject. In other words, you exp your experience is giving you because you have chosen it. And so, if you would have another experience, you must choose differently. So there. It's hard to take responsibility for what we choose. It's hard to because we tell ourselves we should uh, think this. We should interpret it. Can you all see me behind the stand? Okay, good. Now I am revealed. <laughs> there you are. Ah. <laughs> uh, we choose. We tell ourselves what to think. And in that is where the chaos is created. We have maintained some confusion around things, and then the chaos starts because I tell myself, this means this, and I should think this, and I should react this way. And it does not occur to us to go to spirit, the God of our being, and ask, uh, what, what, what's up here? What's going on here? Instead, what so many of us, not all of us, but uh, all of us do at some point in our day, we go to spirit, we go to God and say, God, this happened. Fix it. Make it not have happened. Make my childhood not have happened. And we forget to go within and say, what, what does my childhood mean? And how may I use it for good? What does last week mean? And how may I use it for good? What does yesterday mean? And how may I use it for good? And what's an hour from now mean? And how may I use it for good? Because if I'm not going within and asking, I'm telling. And chaos starts. And resentments, which is also chaos and confusion, starts. And regret, which is also confusion, starts. Anywhere I tell myself I'm not loved is my confusion. Could it be okay that I am loved and this took place? 
And I don't know what this taking place means. I know what it feels like. Do you understand the difference between what it feels like and what it means? I know what things feel like when they happen. But I don't know what they mean. None of it. None of it. And I, I don't care for that, if you want to know the truth. I would like to think I am the boss of all creation. And that I, but at the same time, then I am subject to my misinformation that I feed myself. It has become Lord. Now you see, you're driving down the highway and you see a traffic jam, or not jam, well, you can start with that, but a traffic accident. Two cars crunched up. We tell ourselves, oh, those poor people. Oh, that's a terrible thing. Oh, rather than... I feel a crunch in my stomach. I feel a crunch in my heart. You know, and, and, but then to go within and say, but Spirit, tell me what this means so that I don't misinterpret it, so that I don't put those people who are in that accident in worse shape with my thinking. It doesn't occur to us that our thinking influences everything and everyone. Our thinking creates chaos widespread, or it creates love widespread, or usually it creates fuzziness widespread. Yeah, a little good, a little bad, a little this, a little that. And so we walk around fuzzy, like a sock puppet, uh, uh, rather than in full-blown living color with love. Yeah. We're allowed to have a happy beginning. We don't have to wait for a happy ending. We can have a happy beginning. We don't have to wait 30 minutes, 28 minutes to see how it resolves. We can start now by asking Spirit, tell me what to think about this right here and right now. You know, that song that Kenneth they sang, to be happy, it's from Minnie's Boys. And I, I've only known one other person who ever sang it. It's a very funny man named Bruce Hopkins. He's not with us anymore. But, and, and he did a lot of bits within it. And I was, as Kenneth's doing it, I thought, oh, I wish I had remembered all those bits. I would have given them to Kenneth the other day because he would have done them great. So some other time he'll come back and he'll sing that again and, and we'll do the bits within the lyrics. But, but you, but, but still, uh, uh, be happy. <laughs> yes, we're all going to die. Be happy. <laughs> but, but it's not inaccurate. Happiness is not a goal. It's a choice. No matter what's going on, it's still a choice. Now, I get, now, glee is also a choice, but it's, Woohoo! My aunt died. Yay! Yes. You know, we're not we're not going that direction. I'm not suggesting that. But even if the person you love most in the world makes their transition to go within and say, "Tell me what to think about this." Spirit, tell me that so that I don't make up something that's not true. I can feel the pain. I'm allowed to mourn. That's normal. We're in mourning all the time. We're giving birth and we're mourning every single day. So, you know, that, that's why it's, we have such a mixture of things. We're giving birth to a new day and mourning the day before. 
And so it's like, oh, we're dying to ourselves daily. And so there's a certain amount of mourning. It's like, oh, I'm not who I was. I'm not who I was yesterday. And so I'm not reacting the way I would have reacted yesterday. And I don't know who I am. And it brings up a sadness. And so we fight to go back to yesterday's reactions. And we, then we wonder why we're miserable. We will call up familiar sicknesses to experience. We will call up familiar pain to, so, so that we can find something familiar and, and then we kind of know where we are. Oh, okay, oh, I'm sick today, good. Good. That now I know who I am. Now I know what I am. Risk not knowing who you are. Get out of the chaos. Let that chaos be used for good today. Let that confusion that was creating a mess yesterday create clarity today by way of our willingness. By way. And, and, and it's... I know how hard it is. You know, I'm so sad about whatever. And now I'm here and I'm listening to Sean talk and I'm thinking, he's telling the truth, I know it. But I still want to be sad about that. I still want to think that shouldn't have happened. And I say, but it did happen. And you say, but yeah, it shouldn't have. And I say, but it did. But it shouldn't have. But it did. But it shouldn't have, but it did. We can go round and round for a very long time until I walk away from that conversation. You win. You win. You get to live in it shouldn't have happened. Are you happy? Did your life just elevate? Did your belief in spirit active and present and that you are loved, did it elevate? What if it did happen and you just don't know what it means. But you refuse to call it bad. Imagine refusing to call anything bad. I don't know what it is, but I will not call it bad today. It feels bad, but that doesn't mean it is bad. I refuse to call it bad. I don't know what to call it. Can I live with that? Imagine if we could live with the discomfort of not labeling our life events, of not labeling our feelings, but having them, of not being what we think and feel, but we, I am a beloved child of God. I don't even know what that means, but I'm willing to believe it's true because I prefer that to anything else. I prefer that I'm a beloved child of God and nothing and no one is against me. I prefer that to my mother did this to me, my dad did this to me, I don't have the money, I don't feel well, I don't. And so I don't be those things. Yeah, our parents did whatever they did because they were confused. They, had, they were in chaos. And so I joined in the, the, the bunch, uh, in, the, in the chaos. I could tell you that I used to, my mother and I would have had very short conversations had we only said nice things about other people. <laughs> what would we have talked about for all those hours? And you see, I, and I knew, 
I, I could fall into good favor with my mother if I had the good gossip, if I had whatever, if I, you know, we could sit and be right about how everyone else was wrong. And I, I was in favor with my mother. I thought that was so important to me. And then one day I said, no more. I want to love my mother, but I don't need to be approved by her anymore. I no longer need a parental approval from my mother, at least. And I've looked for other parents through, throughout my life. But, and so I chose to love my mother, and we got along so much better. Because here's the thing. Once, if you have one of those people, you know, that you get together with, and you can trash everybody else, eventually you're going to run out of people, and so you're going to have to do it to each other. And that never works well in a relationship. It never goes well. That, uh, well, I've run out of everybody, so now I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. And you. And, and, and they don't like that, and I certainly don't need to hear it about myself, what you think is wrong with me. And so the, the relationship falls apart. I had a good friendship, really good friendship with a friend. Uh, and she and I used to do that. And then we turned on each other eventually. Today, we're very close because we don't do that anymore. We had to stop. I had to love her for who she is. And, and I'll give you an example. She had a very difficult time calling people back. And, you know, it's easy to take offense to that, isn't it? I can't be treated this way. I have boundaries. Uh, they, people have to call me back because it hurts my feelings. And I realized, and I saw people get mad at this friend over it, and I was mad too, and I thought, and I took it because I took it personally, which is part of the chaos, it's part of the confusion, taking things personally. And I uh, finally decided, hmm, I want to love her. It's not personal that she's not calling me back. She's not thinking I don't want to talk to Sean. For whatever reason, it was hard for her to call people back. And so I said, I'm going to love her anyway. Sometimes she'll call me back. Now she always does. But back then, because I didn't want to give up my friend over their quirk. And so to begin to love people through their quirks. David and I spent years trying to change each other. Years competing in the house. You know, you leave your glass on the counter, you leave your coat on the, on the railing, you know, that kind of stuff. And when we stopped doing that, it's a much more peaceful household. Then we could start loving each other rather than criticizing each other, rather than saying, you don't love me. If you loved me, you wouldn't do this. And I don't want to keep telling myself I'm not loved. Anybody? You'd think you're kind of over telling yourself you're not loved. But I invite you to pay attention just for the rest of today, for anywhere you tell yourself you're not loved. Now, it's one thing to tell yourself, ouch, that hurts. But that doesn't mean you're not loved. It just means I wish it were different. But that doesn't mean I'm not loved. And I did that with God all through growing up because I was threatened with God. God will punish you, God will this, God, won't be mad. God will be mad at you, you won't go to heaven, you know, if I should die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take, God bless Uncle John and Aunt Louise, you know, and I, uh, <laughs> and to look at that, to, uh, 
I don't want to be threatened with death while I'm here and alive. I wanted to be told the virtues of living. What's a virtue of living? That I could see differently. That I could go down this street just because I have an instinct to. That I have all these movies I want to watch, but right now I'm going to watch this one because this one sings to me. David's a SAG voter, and we have all these movies we're supposed to watch to vote. And last night we watched two, two movies I had on DVD because they called to us. Well, they called me, and then I called him. Uh, <laughs> he kind of gives me control of it. But then he likes my choices. And we watched these two wonderful movies last night that we just felt good about ourselves and each other and our life together. And so it's you. You gotta go with what sings to you. And does chaos? It sings, but it's it's often out of tune. Confusion. Confusion is my thought. I'm not loved because this happened. And I think we spent. We have spent enough time in our lives, I hope all of us have spent enough time in life telling ourselves we're not loved because. Let's go to, I am loved because God is love itself. I can't not be loved. I cannot not be loved. I can feel unloved. But that doesn't mean I am unloved. You, know, you go to the basics, you keep it simple. I can feel unloved, but I can't actually be unloved. And if we begin to accept that, life looks different, all the compartments of life. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I am loved. I am, I can't not be loved. Our children cannot not be loved. I don't, just because they feel like they aren't doesn't mean they aren't. Do I have a God that loves unconditionally? Because it is love itself, so it can't not love me. That's what I loved about, it's one of my favorite teachings in unity. God is love itself, so therefore, God cannot not love me. I'm not in special favor with God any more than anybody else is. I am made in the image and likeness of love. And so, if when I get upset and I look at something, I think, wait a minute, it has to be true. I am loved because I can't not be loved. You notice how many times I'm saying this because how many times do you have to hear it before it sinks in? How many advertisements do you see before you buy the product? I can't not be loved. That is reason for a lot of celebration. That is reason to sing a happy tune. That is reason to look in the mirror and say hi. <laughs> that is reason to interrupt a lot of thoughts. To, to, I, and I, you know, what if your whole life from day one until yesterday was a mess. Your whole, what if, what if your whole life from yesterday or from the day one till yesterday was a big mess? 
you know, a couple of nice things, but overall, a mess. They didn't treat you well. You're sickly. You didn't know what to do about money. The people you wanted to love were in so much pain they couldn't see you. Bad weather. <laughs> it was cold where you lived or too hot or whatever you don't like. Whatever you were trained to not like. They made you eat vegetables that you didn't like. <laughs> whatever it is, you couldn't hold on to a job. But that was up until yesterday. And you saw it a certain way. And today is the new day. Today is different. The circumstances might not be. You might still not feel well today, but you are loved. And in being loved and knowing I am loved, a healing can come about and you don't have to figure it out. I don't have to figure it out. I have to be in it. There are those who sit in a sick bed most of their life and they still know they are loved. They're not complaining. They are just, ugh, ouch. I used to teach a class, well, I taught a lot of classes, the University of New York. And I remember a woman, she came and she had two metal crutches. And she'd carry this big bag of books with her. And, and she'd hobble in to the class every week to study, to study with me of all people. And she, she, was, she was also in college. That's where the big bag of books was from. And one week I used her as an example of, of struggle. And how, you know, getting through the day. And she said, oh, please don't. She said, I'm happy. I know it doesn't look like it. It's a struggle for me to walk. But I'm not unhappy. I study the classes I want to study. And I learn and I read and I do what I want to do in life. So please, don't think that I am in any way unhappy. It just looks like it. And I thought, isn't that... I said, you've just become the teacher of the class. <laughs> she had. I mean, she taught me a lot that day. And we have to learn from that when we call people poor things. Oh, uh, well, because you know, I'm afraid of having to go through something like that. Doesn't mean somebody else's. I don't know your journey. I just don't know your journey. I don't know. I know your destiny. It's the same as mine. God wins. I know the destiny. I know the outcome. But this day-to-day -day thing, I don't know. I don't know about the journey. I can tell you how to have a happier journey, a more gentle journey, if you want one. But it takes willingness. See, I don't ever want to live like I did as a teenager in my 20s and even into my early 30s when I didn't know any better. I had a few breaks, few momentary white light experiences in there. Then I would forget and I would go back to my old way of thinking because circumstance has happened and I told myself they meant this. And then somewhere in my early 30s, I met people who told me something else. And they said, Sean doesn't mean that. I don't know what it means, but it doesn't mean that. But I, what I do know is there's a power that is greater and you're not it. Find the God that works for you. Find the peace and the joy that works for you. Life's going to happen. And people you love are going to die. 
and people you hate and fear are going to live. And many things in life are going to seem unfair. And if you practice these healing principles, if you practice love, you won't ever have to hurt yourself again, and you will see everything in light. You will see a new day. And I loved that. I believed him. That was a promise to a 32-year-old child. It was a wonderful promise, and I took it. And he was right. I've forgotten many times since then. But then I remembered. And I remember far more frequently now than I used to. I'm going to read this one last thing to you. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to read this one last thing to us. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 11 in the Holy Spirit's interpretation. Do not be confused. The world is confusion, and thoughts of the world are thoughts of confusion. Thoughts of confusion are not your truth. So thoughts of confusion are not the thoughts you want to attempt to share. The mind is tricky because the mind is split. On your own, you cannot trust the thoughts of the mind. Thoughts of the mind may seem right, righteous when they are but confusion. To listen to the mind without testing it is to risk listening to confusion as if it makes sense. The test for the mind is purpose, and purpose is the true desire of the heart. Because the heart is not at the surface of the mind. The mind must rest to be tested by the heart. But the test is not difficult. The rest need not be long. It only takes a moment to remember your purpose and only an instant to make the mind subordinate to the heart. Gang, I, you know, I, I, I talk about sobriety and stuff here. In the AA preamble, it says our primary purpose is to stay sober and help another alcoholic to achieve sobriety. I was so grateful the day that I found out I had a purpose. That became my purpose. Bill Wilson, I used to volunteer at the AA Intergroup in New York, and there was a sign right across from the desk. I volunteered to answer phones there for several years in New York. And it said, I am responsible whenever anyone anywhere needs help. I want the hand of AA to be there. My confusion was alcoholism. My chaos. But this is not all of us. This is unity. It's not all of us. We, have, we found our own confusion. You don't get to unity without a certain amount of chaos and confusion. Nobody's here because they had more time and money on their hands than they knew what to do with. They just wanted to do a little service. A lot of people have had healings through new thought. But I am responsible. Wherever, anywhere. I found a purpose. Out of my mess. My life was one great big mess. And that was chaotic, and I was so confused. And I took all that and alchemized it, and I listened, and I got willing to make a difference in people's lives, hopefully not just through my preaching, but through my actions and my demonstrations, and by proving you can have a really great life because of what you went through. Not in spite of it. You can use every single bit of it. There is a love so great. And it's available to every single one of us. 
And what we have to do is keep saying, yes, yes, in spite of appearances, yes, yes, in spite of feelings, yes, yes, in spite of an old tape that plays, yes, yes, I am loved with an everlasting love, and I cannot not be loved. Thank you so much.